Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Forever Wingman podcast, the podcast all about life and careers in the U.S. Air Force. This is episode number one, and I'm Josh, the host of the show. And today, I just want to spend a few moments to introduce myself and to tell you just a little bit about what you can expect from the Forever Wingman podcast. As always, the show notes for this episode can be found at foreverwingman.com slash 001. And there you'll find some more useful information about what I'm discussing today. That's foreverwingman.com slash 001. Go check it out. I just wanted to start off by introducing myself and tell you a little bit about my story. So I'm an Air Force veteran, and I grew up in a small town in Texoma, Oklahoma, which is just north of Amarillo, Texas. It's a town of about a thousand people with one blinking light. And I joined the Air Force at 18 directly out of high school because I didn't feel very confident with my academic abilities. Shoot, I, I, I barely even passed high school. Um, so I didn't think that college was going to be an option for me. And I thought that the military at the time was going to be my, uh, my career path. And I say the military in general because when I went to the recruiter, um, I, I did absolutely no research at all. And it just happened to be that the Air Force recruiter's uh, office was the first one that I went into. And so I could have just as easily ended up joining the Marine Corps or the Navy or, or anything else. So, um, which is also a reason why I started the, the, the Forever Wingman concept, the Forever Wingman uh, website and the Forever Wingman podcast. And I'll get into that just a little bit. I had an amazing recruiter. And really uh, uh, was shot me straight with with uh, job opportunities and tried to steer me in a way that he thought that that it would be fitting for me. So I went in uh, guaranteed a uh, guaranteed a job into the one Charlie three X one command post AFSC, and at the time I had absolutely no clue what that meant. And and my recruiter I don't think knew very much either. But he had said that you know it's going to be a good opportunity to do college, which I was thinking, okay, that'd be cool. That ended up not being the case. It's one of the cons of the career field, but um, and later on in one in a further episode, I'll I'll get into the uh, one Charlie three career field. I have a really cool guest, a really good friend of mine, to come on board. So I shipped off to basic training shortly after I graduated high school, and basic training was an experience for me for sure. I don't think I was mentally prepared enough at all. So the first couple of weeks were uh, definitely a shock. But I'll I'll say this with a disclaimer that I truly believe after going through basic training that anyone can can survive basic training and make it through on the other end for sure and become a, a United States Airman. Now it's difficult for sure, and they're taking steps beforehand will definitely improve and make you probably enjoy it a little bit more and won't be as painful. But I truly believe that almost anyone can can make it through basic training. And I was um Shipped off to tech school right after basic training over in Keesler Air Force Base in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi for six weeks. Uh, my tech school was extremely short. Most of it was uh, all the on-the-job training that you get whenever you get to your base, so they just go over the real basics. Some of the bases that I was stationed at uh, was my very first one was uh, RAF Lakenheath in England. And I had absolutely no desire to go overseas at all. All I wanted to do was be uh, close to my family in Oklahoma and chose on my dream sheet, which is your sheet where you choose, uh, where you have your input for what bases you want to be stationed at. 
uh, was would all the bases within probably a three state vicinity of my hometown. So I was really shocked when I got Lake and Heath, but I absolutely loved it. And the people there were amazing. And uh, I had some great mentors there that really shaped and set the tone for the rest of my Air Force career. Sure. After uh, RF Lake and Heath, I was stationed over at uh, Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan. And while I was there for a two-year uh, tour, I had the opportunity to deploy during Operation Enduring Freedom. And it was supposed to be a three-month deployment at the time and ended up turning into a seven-month deployment. And that was because during that time, I was actually in theater when we were invading Iraq and they put a stop movement on all people in and out of the theater. So that's why that three-month tour turned into a seven-month tour, which I think right now the current... Uh, deployment um, length is about six months. So we can probably get into that uh, a little bit in another episode. But after Kadena Air Base, I went over to uh, Langley Air Force Base in Hampton Roads, Virginia. And I was stationed at the ACC headquarters. And ACC stands for the Air Combat Command headquarters. And I was at the command center there, which was a great assignment there too. Really exposed me to a lot of new things within my career field. But at the time, the Air Force was doing a lot of force shaping, and I was due for uh, re-enlistment at the time, and I did not get a career job reservation, which means that I didn't have a slot to re-enlist, which means I had to retrain. And I was disappointed, but you know, I'm I'm a dreamer, so um, I thought that it would be an adventure to go into a new career field, and so I selected, out of the uh, jobs that were available to me, I selected the 3-Echo-7-X-1 career field, which is the crash fire rescue career field or firefighting. Um, and then I separated after about 14 months in the fire department. And the reason why I separated was it wasn't negative at all. I didn't dislike the Air Force. I love the Air Force. But I always said that if I was going to stay in, that I was going to become an officer and retire as an officer. So I thought that separating uh, was going to give me the opportunity to do that because I didn't have enough time to do college or focus at the time. And also, you know, secretly, I kind of wanted to know what it was like to be a civilian and to have a civilian job as well to make sure that the Air Force was what I wanted. So after I separated, I had a contract to go over to Iraq as a firefighter. And I did that for about a year, came back and I married my now current wife. And I joined uh, ROTC in a, with a Georgia Tech. I did that for about a semester. But again, at this time, the Air Force was reshaping a lot, and they were actually asking a lot of officers to leave, which means that they weren't recruiting too many officers. And you'll realize now, in this time, if there's a lot of people that are joining or a lot of people um, that are exiting because of force shaping, then the Air Force basically kind of turns the faucet off when it comes to, to bringing people on board. And so that's what happened to me. Um, and I had to have a waiver for uh, my age because I was going to be just a few months older than what they were allowing. And unfortunately, I didn't get that waiver. And I was asked uh, to, or I was told that I couldn't get my commission through the ROTC program there. I was really, really disappointed. And, but, you know, I took the bull by the horns and I kept on moving. I, to keep my foot in the door, I found a job at Dobbins Air Reserve Base as a reservist. I was an art and air reserve technician, which basically means that I was a reservist. I did my one weekend a month, two weeks a year requirement 
But my Monday through Friday job, I was a civilian doing the same job I would if I was a reservist. So I was basically a full-time reservist. And that was that was awesome. That was amazing. I met a lot of great people. But I decided to move on. And I got a job with FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency in Denver, Colorado. And that was doing basically the exact same thing I was doing at, in the command post, which was running, uh, sitting in a, in a watch center, an operations center. And I took a small break from FEMA to go back to school. I also had the intentions of going to dental school and uh, go back in the Air Force as an officer again. And unfortunately, life throws you a curveball. And my wife uh, got pregnant. And, uh, you know, we had to wait back and forth and, and decided that I was going to try and find another job and come back. And I came back to FEMA, which is where I am now. And I, I'm over in uh, Denton, Texas with FEMA. And that's pretty much it. I just kind of wanted to give you a background on, you know, who it is that's behind the mic, who is it that's talking to you in this podcast and providing you the content in the foreverwingman.com uh, website. So on a more personal note, uh, some of my hobbies, uh, as you'll come to know, I'm sure the longer that we get to know each other, that uh, you'll discover that I am a huge dreamer. So this reflects in my hobbies and that my hobbies change all the time. But probably the most consistent hobby that I've had was my home brewing, is that I brew my own beer. And I love doing that. I've been doing that for probably about five or six years now. And it's, I think it's just the creativity that I like. And plus, it's just beer. I love beer. So I also go to church. Uh, I'm pretty involved with my church. I hang out with my family. I have two boys. And and obviously, I love, I love church. And I, I love my family. I love hanging out with them. And then lastly, my hobby, the ultimate hobby is the Forever Wingman website and the Forever Wingman podcast and and everything else that's going to be coming up with Forever Wingman. And the reason why Forever Wingman even exists is, is because of a conversation that I had with a young person who was thinking about joining the military at the time. And he came to me and said that, that it was really difficult to find you know, that concrete, real information on what life would actually be like whenever he joined. And I was really set, set back on that because I didn't, I'd actually initially believe him until I did the research myself. And I found information and the, and a lot of it came from forums. Um, and they provided a lot of great, useful information, but the overall tone that, that they provided, it was just negative in general. And, and it was, I just kind of got a bad taste in my mouth and always kept that in the back of my mind. So that's what sprung Forever Wingman. The goal of Forever Wingman is simply this, is to empower you by providing you real, uninfluenced content about life and careers in the Air Force. And I want to stress real and uninfluenced because I have no stake in whether or not you join the Air Force or not. I simply just want to provide you the the real information so you can make a more informed decision about joining or not joining, and also what life is going to be like whenever you get in. Um, and that and that varies from career field to career field because each of them have each each career field have pros and cons. Um, and that's what I want to deliver to you. See, I want to give you a, a look behind the curtain, so to speak, into what your life could be like if you decided to join the Air Force. So quick disclaimer, I just want you to know that I don't know everything. I wasn't a recruiter. Um, I wasn't a career advisor or anything like that. So whenever it comes to the 
you know, what jobs are open at a certain time or the manning requirements for each one or, uh, you know, what you're going to get if you go open general contract in basic training. I don't, I don't know those things. And, and I'll be completely honest. I don't know if there's a person in this world that does. But the Forever Women website um, is going to be a good source for a lot of questions that you have about uh, jobs and the Air Force. And on the website, I have um, dedicated career field pages or the AFSC pages. Each AFSC has their own page. Uh, it has the descriptions, the ASVAB requirements, CCAF degree, uh, YouTube videos, and more. Um, next is the blog, um, and I hope to get more uh, blog posts out there, but those are just covered the, just the general life in the Air Force. I think right now I have the pay, military pay, joining as a foreign national and things like that. And there's always there's so much more that I want to do with Forever Wingman. Uh, so, the, so, so keep an eye out for that, and there's so much more coming. The next way that I want to provide information to you is through the podcast. And through the podcast, I want to do uh, interviews on the different AFSCs. I want to interview people directly from uh, who are have served or are serving in those career fields and, and just get a general kind of what is life like within that career field and uh, just so you can kind of paint a picture for what it could look like for you if you get that AFSC. Then I also want to do discussions on Air Force life and career topics, things like leadership and um, like followership, uh, assignment processes, promotions, being deployed, camaraderie, you know, things like that. And and I'm always looking for feedback from you guys, either through social media, email, Twitter, Facebook, or 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 just comments on the on the website. And I always want to know what it is that you guys want to hear. And and any questions or comments that you may have in regards to the content that's being provided. So I highly encourage you to, to if something comes up, you have a question, shoot me an email or, or write me on Twitter or, or reach out to me on Facebook or, or whatever the case may be. I may not know the answer, but I, at least I could get you going on the right direction. So I think that pretty much covers everything that I want to talk about in episode one. And I'm really excited about everything that's coming down. Like I said, I'm a dreamer and I, and I love to help people. And more specifically, I love to help young people who are seriously thinking about joining the Air Force because it is a massive, massive decision. So from the bottom of my heart, if you're even thinking about joining uh, the Air Force or, or the military in general, I want to say thank you for even taking the time to even consider it as an option for you because there's people like you who, who serve this great nation that, that makes it what it is, that you're willing to sacrifice uh, you know, a lot of freedoms just to go over there and, and do our nation's bidding. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for even considering to serve. And if you are serving right now, thank you for serving. Um, and if you're uh, still on limbo, um, I just highly encourage you to check out the Air Force. I'm extremely biased towards it. Um, but I think it'll be probably one of the best military branches out there. Well, that's it. As you can tell, I'm very excited about what's coming down the Forever Wingman pipeline. And I hope you're excited as well. So with that, take care and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.